0: A Matter of Spirit is the quarterly justice journal of the Intercommunity Peace and Justice Center. This article appeared in the Summer 2020 issue on Elections 2020. God Help Us Take Our Democracy Back by Gretchen Gundrum. Gretchen Gundrum is a psychologist and spiritual director in Seattle. She also serves on the editorial board for A Matter of Spirit. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was the age of wisdom, it was the age of foolishness. It was the epoch of belief, it was the epoch of incredulity. So wrote Charles Dickens in A Tale of Two Cities. The same could be said of our times during the pandemic we're battling now. The uncertainty, the fear, the hypervigilance about enemy germs, giving wide berth to unmasked people on the street, avoiding eye contact, what if they have it? The incredible grief in the anticipation of, or even perhaps the actual loss, of loved ones to COVID-19. All this leaves us in a state of almost constant anxiety. Many distract themselves with Netflix, or binge on TV series they missed, during the press of work lives and previously normal routine. Some succeed in doing projects long delayed. Others are paralyzed and can't seem to focus on much more than the work that's expected by their employer, if they're lucky enough to still be getting a paycheck. Fear lurks like rain pelting the top of an open umbrella, and social distancing leaves us feeling lost and hugless at a time when we could sure use a good hug. Watching the daily news with the latest numbers of deaths and infected, the mismanaged response from the federal government, the confusion among state governments about lockdowns, and seeing coronavirus curves arcing their way across the screen, state by state, country by country, sparks helplessness and despair. A steady diet of reality pushes away hope and humor as the horror of this relentless disease shocks and saddens us. Our first responders are frontline soldiers risking their lives every day and they lack protective armor. With the U.S. leading the world no longer in prosperity or influence, but in the shame of terrible statistics, isolation and ineptitude, we are also in deep grief about losing a place of preeminence in the world as a proud democracy. Can anybody even remember we're in an election year? This is probably the most important election any of us will participate in. It will determine our fate in a way that will either push us downward on a path of increasing decline or cause us to rally and take our democracy back. God help us take our democracy back. You may already know whom you're going to vote for. I do. If you're a faithful reader of A Matter of Spirit, You are conscientious about your civic duty and don't need to be reminded to be well-informed so you can choose wisely. You know voting is a right, a duty, and a privilege. Some would call it a sacred obligation. Nothing must keep us from exercising that right. But whether the will of the people will prevail this year is unknown at this time. Will social media manipulate our thoughts and obscure the truth? Will candidates lie and cheat to win their seats? There is so much at stake and so much that can be blocked or interfered with. How do we protect the integrity of the system? It seems a total no-brainer that voting by mail should be universal practice, especially now. Democratic senators have introduced such legislation, but it has been opposed by the Republican majority. Mischief has been afoot in ongoing attempts to gerrymander districts to favor one party over another and through voter suppression, especially in the South among African-American voters. And then there's the Electoral College, that artifact that no longer truly represents the will of the people when a candidate can win the presidency in the Electoral College by losing the popular vote. There are some serious reforms that need to happen for us to take our democracy back. One of the best ideas is automatic voter registration when a young person turns 18. Anything that makes it easier to cast a vote can help preserve our democracy. Some may take the right to vote for granted, but it has been hard won among minority groups and women. At the dawn of these United States in 1776, only white male landowners could vote. They represented 6%. Of the nation. Because they held property and paid taxes, they had the right to determine who ran the country. In 1868 the 14th Amendment gave citizenship to African-American men, but their right to vote was not granted until two years later. It wasn't until 1920 that suffragists won the right for white women to vote, and while Native Americans obtained that right in 1924, disenfranchisement persisted for another 38 years before all 50 states allowed them to vote. In 1965, Congress passed the Voting Rights Act to address barriers that still kept people of color from full access to the polls. An important protection within the Voting Rights Act was struck down by a 2013 U.S. Supreme Court decision, clearing the way for new discriminatory voting laws and subsequent flagrant voter suppression still occurring today in parts of this nation. The fight for fairness and equality rages on. It is up to us to choose wise leaders of integrity. God does not swoop in to rescue us and make everything all right. We are called to build the earth, to protect the vulnerable, to wage peace. We each have one vote and must use our voices. During this plague of COVID-19, we have witnessed inspiring leadership from beleaguered mayors and governors, from a military officer who lost his command when asking for help for those infected on his aircraft carrier, from physicians and nurses urgently begging for personal protective equipment just to do their jobs. The courage, compassion, and incisive action of these women and men give us a window into the kinds of leaders we must choose at the national, state, and local levels this fall. It's all about character. Moral character was the cornerstone of this nation. We shall have no future without it.